sorry I screamed. single podcast. Sorry, I took a little bit of a break. My bad. I don't like doing that, but I it just things have been crazy. Things have been a little hectic so far. So, uh these last few weeks because I put out a comedy special. Yay! It's on YouTube right now. You can watch it for free. The whole thing. It's like an hour long. It's a full-on special self-release. Uh, you know, your views are mean a lot to me. If you want to check it out, uh, you can go to my Instagram at JustAboutGlad. Click the link in bio, and it's there. You can search YouTube, Allison Stevenson. I, it, it, honestly. I tried searching it on YouTube and it wasn't like the first thing to come up. So <laughs> go to the link in my bio uh, or my Twitter also at just about glad. Anywho. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that. That's kind of been my life these past few weeks on top of starting a new job, which uh, also has been pretty hectic. Uh, on top of uh, going on some dates, so I've still been I've still been thinking about the podcast in the back of my mind by going on some dates. Uh, but yeah, new job, special, a million other things. Dog, dog has a bunch of diarrhea. I take her to the vet. It's just stuff on stuff on stuff. So please forgive me. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to be back. It's going to be just a solo just me episode today. Strap in. Uh but yeah, here we go. As mentioned, <laughs> I I have been going on a good amount of dates. I've been I've been a little field crazy. And I know I've mentioned this before. It's kind of the only app I've been giving much effort to um and I think I'm over it (laughs) uh I think you know I I'm not over it over it but I I'm, I'm getting what I needed which was just like you know fun dates hot loving you know having some fun on these dates aside from conversation if you catch my drift. But, you know, not a lot of second dates. A few, but not a lot of third, no third dates so far. Um, I just, I, I, it did satisfy a need that I had, which was like, I just need to be, I just need to be getting some. And I'm still feeling that way, and I, I'm always going to feel that way. But uh, I'm back to being like, oh, but I want a third date, and a fourth date, and a fifth date. And, you know, a lot of guys on field don't really care for prolonged dating. Um, and I also haven't been 
you know, none of these guys have really wowed me to the point of like, I must see this person again. You know, I'm being very calm and collected about it. You know, my anxious attachment style isn't uh, creeping in. I'm not like, why aren't they texting me? I'm not thinking about any of them. Uh, I'm just kind of like, well, let's see what happens. And, you know, part of me is like, I mean, I'm a little confused, I guess. I don't know what this means. Like, is this just like a sign of maturity? And I just am better at dating and I'm like you know because part of me is like wait maybe I should be like having those anxious attachment symptoms (laughs) because that means I like someone like I'm excited about them I know it shouldn't be full on I shouldn't be like obsessive which I've been guilty of in the past but you know, it's just kind of a bummer to like actually be meeting and going out and not really having these butterflies and not really knowing if I'm the problem or not, you know, and and this is what's so confusing about dating and self-awareness and, you know, I, I would like to think that I have a really firm grip on me and my likes and my desires and my my patterns but I'm just really lost and confused when it comes to am I the problem or not you know what I mean like why is it such a, a an occurrence where I'm just constantly meeting men who don't seem to be that crazy about me And now, alternatively, I'm not so crazy about them. And it's just like, where is, where is that coming from? Like, is it the environment? Is it the fact that it's just generally hard to meet someone in Los Angeles who wants to be in a relationship, especially with a woman who's fat, who has like this big online persona, you know, Is it just that, like, the circumstances that I'm in make this? Or am I subconsciously, you know, in an unaware way, making it so I only meet unavailable men? And I tell, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like that's what I'm doing. But, you know... I feel like societally we want, and, and I think I've talked about this before, but we want people to think it's their fault. We want people to think that if they change something with themselves, then the circumstances will be different. And that's very probably true for a lot of things and maybe even for this. But I think in a lot of ways that's unfair Especially for someone who's in a position like mine where it's like, you know, I'm not going to change my career. I'm not going to change how I do things, how I operate. I'm not going to change my online presence. I'm not going to lose weight just to get a man. You know, there are just things that are like, this is who I am. So if your suggestion is that I need to change these things that are like 
the core of what makes me me that that's not a fair that's not an a fair or accurate or progressive uh ask of a person you know i get it if it's like you're too picky and you know somebody has these insane like i only date men who are 6 foot 2 or taller it's like yeah, that's something you should change about yourself. You shouldn't have those kinds of limitations that will make dating harder for you. But if it's like, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I'm I'm a proud fat slut. And I, I talk about these things. I write about these things. I'm someone who advocates for body acceptance. And I show my body off. And I like being fat. Like... It's, and it's something I've talked about in therapy a lot, where it's like, these are things that if I did subdue myself, if I did put effort into losing weight, like, let's be real, let's call a spade a spade, it's true, my dating life would probably improve a bit. But is it worth it? Is that worth it? And that's a tough pill to swallow. And this is what I mean by like, when you're somebody who really understands themselves and how society works at the same time it's like in a lot of ways it's very freeing and it's great and I'm so confident in myself and you know I love knowing myself better and better as I get older it's like a beautiful thing about aging but you also have to accept things like you have to accept how the world works and how people are and how even though you're in one place mentally, that doesn't mean other people are in the same place. And it makes dating and relationships and even friendships and just any sort of social interactions, it makes all of these things more more complicated, more convoluted. And, and part, I think, of being where I'm at is me accepting that I'm as attractive as I feel and as much of a catch as I feel I am, I know that that's not the case for other people and how they view me, you know, especially in Los Angeles, right? Which is where I am. And you have to accept that. You can't change someone's mind. They need to do that for themselves. You can't be the one to force that onto somebody. And a lot of people, a lot of minds have been changing slowly, you know, like things are changing. And, and let me tell you, <laughs> I have been on some really good dates, which have helped me feel really good about myself. And, uh, you know, even though none of them seem to be screaming like, oh, I'm your next boyfriend, They've been fun, and the guys have been very attractive, in my opinion, according to my taste. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just... I'm having fun, and as much as I would love to meet somebody who I think has like legitimate boyfriend potential <sighs> you know I'm just at a place right now where I'm like if it happens it happens 
I can't be thinking about this. I can't be yearning for this day and night. And I can't be going into these dates expecting this person to be my next boyfriend. And I'm and I'm not. But as I said earlier, it is something I would just like to happen already. But I don't want to force it. You know? And so many people I know are in are in relationships. So again, back to me being like, shit, maybe I am doing something wrong, you know? Because how did they do it? But then again, it's like a lot of my friends who I'm referencing aren't a lot like me in terms of, you know, what they got what they got going from versus what I got going for me. Like, I know that there are things about me that are intimidating or unattractive in terms of, like, my body type. It's not for everyone. And I'm okay with that. Again, I always feel like I have to reiterate because I don't want people to pity me or to think that I think I'm ugly because I don't think these things. I look at myself and I think I'm, I'm like, I have a fansly, you know, like I post photos of myself being half naked or more all the time. I don't think I'm unattractive, but I'm also aware that I live in a world where fat women aren't considered as attractive as thin women. Like that's just the reality of the world that we live in, like two men in general. And unfortunately that's who I tend to go for. Um, so yeah, I'm just saying this from like a perspective of I understand. I get it. But clearly not all men are like that. Cuz I've been I've been sitting on their faces. You know what I'm saying? Uh anyway. Um with that being said, <laughs> why don't we take a quick break and then after the break, I want to talk about something that I genuinely like I don't have super deep knowledge on and I kind of want people to let me know what they think as well Um, but I just want to talk about a little bit it's going to be about limerence okay so quick break come back limerence welcome back um hope you enjoyed that break heads up like I use this platform that they put ads in I don't know what the ads are they don't tell you what the ads are going to be I'm sorry if the ads are weird or lame or they suck or if there's something that, like, doesn't make any sense. I just want you to know I don't pick them. So just heads up about that. Uh, But the ones I have heard have been, like, for Ralph's. So it's like, honestly, I don't stand Ralph's. I hate Ralph's. But, you know, it's not egregious. It's it's a grocery store. It's fine. But, um, yeah, just just a heads up about that. Um, Okay. So I've always kind of... Her, I've always kind of known about limerence, but I've never really done a deep dive into limerence. Um, but I recently I came across a different podcast episode um, about limerence that kind of made me, you know, curious. I, I peeked my head a little bit, and um, I think I've definitely been guilty of this phenomena phenomena if we want to call it that Uh, and for those who don't know here is like a definition of limerence Uh, it's a state of infatuation or obsession with another person that involves an all-consuming passion 
and intrusive thoughts. That's a very like bare bones definition. And I'm on an article, I'm reading it from an article on brides.com, <laughs> which I love that they wrote this. Thank you, brides.com. Um, but I'm also looking at other sources. Uh, Mind Body Green. I don't know. These are just the things that show up. I've never heard of this thing. Limerence is a mental state of profound romantic infatuation, deep obsession, and fantastical longing. The experience can range from euphoria to despair. Limerence is a term that was coined by Dorothy Tenov in the 70s. Uh, it refers to the exciting feelings you get when you first meet someone. During this time, we often just want more of that person, more time, more affection, etc. It's an intense emotional arousal that leaves us craving for another person. Often people refer to this feeling as love, is, as love at first sight. Okay, so... This is from mindbodygreen.com. And then I'm even on the Wikipedia. So I guess where limerence can be confusing is that people can just think of it as like, you know, the honeymoon stage where you're just meeting someone and you're so intoxicated by them and like the feelings are mutual. So you're just like obsessed with that person. But I think, and you know, from what I've, my personal readings on limerence as well is like, I think, and again, if anybody thinks I'm wrong, let me know. But from what I've gathered, limerence is more, you're doing this, you're having these obsessive kind of intrusive, all-consuming feelings about a person who you're not dating. The feelings aren't mutual. <laughs> or, you know, it's the beginning stages and you're feeling it way more intensely than that other person. And they can just, you know, it can just be, you have a, a sort of completely almost delusional kind of perspective on the chemistry between you, on the spark between you, than that other person does. Uh, it can also be pining after somebody, and this is something I've been guilty of, is pining after somebody you think you have a chance with but there's something stopping it from happening and it's almost like a subconscious behavior where it's almost like a protective behavior where you fixate on somebody where there's there's a boundary already present where you know it's not going to work because of this boundary but that's why you fixate on it more for instance, like if you're like, oh, I just, I had this wonderful date with this guy. He was visiting from out of the country. He went back to, you know, whatever, Spain or, you know, Greece three days later. And now he lives there. But like, I know he's the love of my life. And like, you know, you're just looking at his Instagram all day and trying to talk to him still. But, you know, he's got no plans to move to Los Angeles or wherever you live. And, you know, you're not moving to Greece. So it's like this kind of obsession over a romance that you know is not going to happen. But you kind of delude yourself into thinking it could. You just, you just kind of, you put your, you dig your claws into it and you obsess over it in a way that just, in, in a way it can be protective. You know, I think one of the, one of the sources where I was, reading and uh researching limerence 
uh, I believe actually it was a podcast episode. It was it was a, a podcast about um, childhood trauma and PTSD effects, symptoms and effects, and, and having like childhood PTSD, which, you know, the more I look into it, I'm like, okay, guilty. Uh, not guilty. Parents are guilty. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it can be a protection mechanism in your own little fucked up way of doing that. It's, it's a way to protect yourself from really actually building a real genuine connection with somebody. Because there's a lot of fear there in doing that, that you might not be aware of. And I know, I know I've had this. I know I've done this before. And I don't think I've done it in a while. But sometimes I find myself having these people in my life who I have like a crush on. And I kind of have these feelings of like I think they might like me but nothing ever comes of it and they don't put they don't make a move to make it romantic but I still feel like in the back of my mind like okay like maybe there's something stopping him from asking me out but I'm pretty sure you know you just cling to like all these you create these little signs and symbols and it's a way of kind of like tricking yourself into prolonging this feeling of having a crush on someone that they might like you back, even though like if they did, something would have happened by now, especially if you're a grown ass adult and you're not in high school anymore, you know, and I've, I've, I was kind of recently guilty of this and I'm, I'm over it. But when I, I think I told you guys, like I had this crush and I like, I would feel like these little signs and symbols of like when we communicated and when we hung out, like, oh, I think this means he has a crush on me. But it's like, if he did, he would have asked me out, you know, there's nothing stopping him, right? And he's also, you know, I ignore the part where he talks about these other dates with other girls, right? Or when I'm talking about my other dates with other guys, like, ignoring all that and being like no I still think that he's got feelings and it's just like I have to slap myself and you know just be like Allison snap out of it no this is limerence don't do it do not do it um but actually it's also been kind of helpful in a way like with these dates that I've been on like (laughs) I don't know I don't know how to explain this, but like when I was peak, like having a crush, like a few months ago, I was still kind of focusing on him while going on these other dates. So it really wasn't affecting me as much when I wasn't being like texted, you know, for a second date or like another hang. Like I was kind of like in my limerence state of mind where I was like, that's fine because this is going to be my boyfriend one day anyway, you know, (laughs) which is Delulu. And I snapped out of it. Please know I snapped out of it. But it's good if, if you're somebody who's guilty. Uh, and I don't want to say guilty. Maybe that's the wrong word. Who who finds yourself in these kinds of situations where you kind of like find yourself fantasizing or trying to convince yourself of these romantic interactions that aren't really there. Um, like just be aware. Like that's limerence. And try to get yourself out of it you know keep dating keep meeting other people keep trying to 
find other connections and other people or even you know confront that person if you got the balls again i shouldn't make a i shouldn't have said that if you got the 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 chutzpah you know if you got the chutzpah be like hey i think there's something here i could be wrong but you know would you be interested in hanging out on a, on a romantic level and if they say nope not for me you can be like cool and that's it you can be like all right cool all good but if they're like, yeah, then turns out it wasn't limerence. You were right. It was legit. Maybe that's what I need to do. <laughs> that's what I should have done. Should have been like, hey, man, come on. What's going on here? But I I don't have the chutzpah. Because, well, with this particular person, I don't have the chutzpah. I would have the chutzpah with a different person. But it's there's a lot going on there. Um... Let me see if there's anything else here that... Uh, okay, so from the Wikipedia article on limerence, I'm just going to dive in. Because again, you know, I'm not... I, I'm no doctor, you know? So I want to I wanna say some of the legit stuff so it's more... So this is more legitimate, you know? Uh, limerence is sometimes also interpreted as infatuation or what is colloquially known as a crush. However, in common speech, infatuation includes aspects of immaturity and extrapolation from insufficient information and is usually short-lived. Huh. Um, limerence may dissolve soon after its initiation as an early teenage buzz-centered crush. But... Oh, okay. But Tenov, who I guess is somebody who coined this term... Um, is more concerned with the point when limerent bonds are characterized by entropy, crystallization. What? A love infatuation perceptually begins to transform and attractive characteristics are exaggerated and unattractive characteristics are given little to no attention, creating a limerent object. Okay, did that make sense? Yes, it did. To me, it did. Let me know if it didn't to you. Limerence, basically, I think that's what I said already. I think I'm smarter than these than these professionals. So basically, limerence is having a crush on acid in hell. I think we should add that to the Wikipedia article. It's a crush on acid in hell. It's like infatuation, but the bizarro version that's bad for you um and you know i want to know what people's experiences are if you're listening let me know and if i've you know left something out that's really important about limerence let me know that as well and we can keep talking about it if you have stories i <laughs> i have a few i think if if some of you are OG V single listeners, the guy that me and Alexandra both dated who introduced us to one another, I think that's my that was my breaking point, and I think that was my biggest limerent my most limerent fueled romantic endeavor. I it was so one sided and I didn't see it until it was too late and I was the behavior that I was exhibiting 
was behavior I thankfully have never done again and I never will do again. But I was so weirdly obsessed with this man. And he gave me crumbs and I I ate them like they were a fat baguette, just like a huge loaf. Just all I took these crumbs and made a pie, you know? <laughs> uh I think that's and and it's I was what 20 25 maybe 26 I I met this guy who you know love bombed me and literally even even matches the example I gave earlier of like the boundary was immediately created we had one date and then he went to travel for a month like two days later and we spoke through text messaging that whole time that he was gone and I was like so infatuated and then when he came back you know we hung out maybe like twice three times and then he started pushing away and pulling away but I was already so I created this whole epic romance for us in my head where I was like oh my god he likes me so much we like each other we get along and I wasn't seeing any of the red flags and there were so many red flags but I was just so blinded and when he started pushing away I wouldn't accept it because I was like wait a minute you like me what is this and I became I became another human I became another person a person I don't ever want to become again and I never will Mark my words. Um, But yeah, and then, you know, when I met Alexandra and I told her about all these things that he would say and do, she was like, yep, he did the same exact thing to me. (laughs) Like, you know, this guy had a lot of growth to do himself, okay? He wasn't perfect. He did do a lot of gaslighty, manipulative type things, but I did have limerence and I I was overly infatuated with this man and even after we stopped like it was one of those things where even after we stopped he wouldn't talk to me and I was like and this has never happened to me before usually if I stop talking to a guy like that's it we're not I'm not thinking about them I'm not like oh what are they up to with him, even like two months after we stopped talking, I was like, he's gonna, he's gonna message me. Like, we're gonna hang out again. Like, I just, I could feel it. And then he did. And that's on him. He, he, he made my delusions a reality. But he just wanted to fuck again. And I was like, no, you want to be my boyfriend. And that still didn't happen. And I'm grateful for that at the end of the day. So... Look at that. Um, yeah, so that is all to say. If you have a similar story, if there's something you want to talk about in relation to limerence, please message me. DM me on the Instagram. Email. I want to hear from you. I know you're listening. I'm looking at the stats. People are listening. So let's talk. Let's interact. Tell me. Tell me everything. Uh, All right. So that's going to be our episode for today. Um, I 
We'll be back soon. Thank you guys for your patience. Um, but yeah, new episode next week. So stay tuned. Thanks for being here. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.